0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're back. It's the Triforce, the
1: Triforce podcast. Yes, how are you doing, Zips? I'm good. How are you doing, Pyram Flags?
0: I'm doing great. We had all the build up and then uh, no follow up. It was just like, oh, uh, <laughs> I'm good. good.
1: I'm fine, yeah. thanks. Last week was a hell of a podcast, and um, the response was amazing. Mm. Uh, it was overwhelming,
0: actually. I think I think you could use the word overwhelming. Might. My Twitter feed was filled with people getting angry. Did I accuse women of never masturbating? Did I do that? Honestly, Did people got really angry, and it was, it was, okay, here's here's the, <laughs> I, I,
2: I, wait, here's here's the, the here begins the digging. <laughs> no, no,
0: here, I've got my, I've got Twitter on my phone right now. Let me open some, so, let's, so, some so, examples of people, okay? Yeah, set the scene, things, set, okay. the scene set the scene. Noble Odysseus said,
1: I think there's a generation gap here. I'm at university at the moment, and most of my female friends and my girlfriend are very open to jacking off and watching porn all the time. Uh, to be honest, this was a bit
0: worthy to listen to, and that is, is upvoted there, a lot. Is there room in your group of friends for a guy like me to <laughs> hang out with you, Is my question. Because... <laughs> I don't. I've never met a bunch of people who are so open about jacking off before, and I feel like this is what I need in my life. I need, I need to have some people who ha- not only have my. back... Can you put us in touch? But can just with freely talk about it because that's like guys talk about masturbating a lot, but they don't really talk about masturbating. They joke around about it a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. It's like they joke around about it because they do it, but nobody people goes don't into give detail. You like, real advice. Yeah, the other day I I got home and I. I went in the bathroom and I I rubbed my dick, like, for 10 minutes straight. Like, nobody nobody actually talks about it no, like that, do they? No one gives you
1: red-hot wanking tips. Like, oh, do you no. know what's really good? I, I found yesterday that if you buy a microwave hot dog from uh, Tesco <laughs> and you put it in the microwave for, like, 30 seconds, that's all. And then you have it sex can with it. Singe your inner uh, ass. That but... is just that feels that feels really good. <laughs> and then you put the hot dog bit up your ass and then you fuck the butt? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, so, so we've been we, we've been labeled as naive, naive, bad, <laughs> who are yeah, out yeah, of yeah. touch with modern modern women. This one is from Liz, who says "lmao" at latest triforce and how sweetly naive you are all about women i saw that one, but then she says love you to pieces which is nice but um women i'm very happy
1: to put them on the pedestal as they are beautiful creatures who never poop or do uh you know they're all wonderful okay and i'm happy with them being there okay i don't want to know all the gory details yeah i i like living in my dream world where they they're just innocent and sweet and that's okay okay Leave me, let me have my dreams, guys.
0: <laughs> well, look, there's another person who sent through an article from the Telegraph, um, who's trying to dispel the myths that we created in the last podcast. And uh, the article is about a woman with an objects fetish mm. uh, who has she married, married the Eiffel the, Tower. The Eiffel Tower. Yeah.
2: First of all, that that lady has Asperger's syndrome, so I wouldn't say that she is indicative of. Most women, or even a minority of women. She's like one of a handful of people, Yeah, uh, almost all of whom are women, oddly enough, um, who, who have married objects and are obsessed. So she's obsessed with the Eiffel Tower, and she's decided to marry well, her.
0: Her first infatuation was with Lance, a bow that helped her to become a world-class archer. Wow. She is also fond of the Berlin Wall, and she claims to have a physical relationship with a piece of fence she keeps in her bedroom. So, so she, oh. there's that well, she's, as well. she's
2: a fence-fucking, married-to-the-Eiffel Tower archer. Uh, Bowriding. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with Eiffel you. Eiffel Tower marrying. It's not a good example. <laughs> she's single. So, see? <laughs> Women are crazy about sex, just like men are, because she's like a fucking outlier. Like, that's such an unusual person. I think
1: men are proud to be crazy about sex, though, sometimes. They want people well, to know about it,
2: all right? I'm, all I want to say is, ladies out there who are doubting... Doubting some of the stuff we said. First of all, you could consider it a generation gap. It's true. I mean, I it, that that is certainly true. Maybe young women nowadays, twenty-year-old women, are just fucking every building they come across. They're marrying lamp posts. Well, we're not talking
0: about building fuckers necessarily, though. <laughs> oh, like, I, am. The, uh, I am. That's sp- an extreme. Like, yeah,
2: but yeah, no, it is. It is. There's
0: only about forty in, in the world that have you know declared themselves as such sort of thing. Yeah. I think yeah. You know, we're talking yeah, about like around, this new, new new trendy young whippersnappers who are free to explore sexuality like we've never been able to before. Like yeah, we grew yeah. up in the in the 80s, you know, there used to be Commercials on TV that said that your dick will fall off if you touch it and yeah. stuff.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know, like
0: we we grew up in an age where it was not okay to masturbate, okay? Yeah. Like AIDS was, your and teachers AIDS had
2: just come
1: out. we just yeah, come up you with got hairy palms as well. If you Se- sexual
0: much. education at school never touched upon masturbation or no. said that it was okay. We were, we were told not to do it Never school, touched you know. upon touching. We yourself. were just, it was just denied that it existed when we were growing up. So Which is weird, but you know
2: what? And and I think that led to the fact that the whole fucking the '80s and the '70s apparently was just stocked with pedophiles. Now that we read about that that period in the news, yeah, but they they were not just... telling kids about sex. It was just like all the pedos were just running rampant. This is one of the, one of the reasons you have to tell kids about sex. All right,
0: you, you, there was no there was no pedophile education back then either. So when you know when crusty old man Herbert. Asked you to come over and mow his lawn with no shirt on, like in the eighties, you'd be like, "Oh, okay, sure, Mister Herbert, no problem." i should <laughs> no, be over here touching me, myself. It'll keep <laughs> me cool. You're, you're right. It'll keep me cool. It's, it's hot today. You never, you never thought twice about yeah, it. But nowadays, yeah. everybody's like their, like their, you know, their pedo radar is just like so finely tuned. You know, pedo like, say. Yeah, you say anything to anyone and they're like, yeah. is this man trying to fuck me?
2: <laughs> well, This is literally how <laughs> it is. This man though. fuck me? It is the yeah. modern day
0: boogeyman, isn't it, of our time? Well,
2: yeah, but the, as it turns out, this boogeyman is real. And if you don't keep a check on it, it fucking happens. I mean, it does. Yeah. now there's the, now it's all come out in football. Like, remember, there was this uh, football coach, uh, Barry Bennell, I think his name was, um, who was apparently molesting kids for years. Jeez. And the, this is the problem is everybody fucking knew about it. But they were like, oh, it's a load of nothing. Oh, that's just Barry. You know, that, that's literally the way it was handled. So the idea yeah. that it's the, the boogeyman, I, I'm perfectly happy, genuinely, as a parent, to have uh, too, maybe a little too much security. Because what the fuck is the point in just slacking off? You end up with Jimmy Savile 2.0. And you know it'll be worse. Everything's worse nowadays. So it's going to be like, he's going to be like the mega pedo. It's just like, it's going to be awful. Oh, oh right. Mega pedo.
1: So a couple of things. First of all, we shouldn't probably, we shouldn't t- probably dwell for too long on the, the thing we talked about last week too much. Because, you know, we want to make a new podcast. Well, we're not yeah, yeah. actually.
0: We're on a completely new subject okay. now, Lewis. Uh, well, we did not talk about pedophiles uh, last week. So.
1: <laughs> well, the thing is, like, I think about that is that, that You know, if you back in the day, right, in the eighties, if you wanted to fuck a pavement, right, or a building or the Eiffel Tower, or whatever, you wanted to stick a fucking hot dog up your ass, you 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 could go ahead and do it, fine, sure. But there wasn't really this echo chamber available for you, right? If you if you, you were like, okay, maybe if I'm the only person I know who wants to fuck the Eiffel Tower, maybe there's something wrong with me, okay? But now, you can go on the internet and there'll be like a whole fucking forum full of people, like circle jerking, literally, probably, over the Eiffel Tower and how it's such a cool phallic object and how I want to feel it. Inside me, or whatever. You wouldn't
2: want to be standing at the bottom of it on the day they're all jerking off over the Eiffel Tower. Hey kids, here's a really important
0: historical. What the fuck (laughs) are those people doing? (laughs) they formed some kind of disgusting
2: circle at the top. Close your
0: eyes, quick. (laughs) So uh, you know,
1: but that's one of the the things that I think the internet has allowed. In some ways, that's good, right? It means you can find a small community of, of people who love playing. I don't know, fucking open transport tycoon or whatever. But at the same time, yeah, you know, I think you can that's find, healthy. Like, I don't
0: think you want to be out there finding people who like to them d- as dinosaurs, and you know, fuck and, each
1: other. On fuck each other.
2: Previously, people would have been ashamed to broach that subject with someone. You wouldn't go up to someone and say, like, you'd be down the pub with your mates and say, "Does anyone else here like sexualized drawings of aeroplanes? And imagine an aeroplane with a big cock fucking another aeroplane with a giant vagina. <laughs> yeah, me! Yeah. Oh, finally! <laughs> like, you you wouldn't. So those people almost certainly still had those feelings. But obviously, like yeah. Lewis was saying, they had no way of knowing if they were alone. Because everybody thinks that either their, their suffering or their interests or their thoughts are unique, but they never are. Like, you always think that you've come up with some unique idea or you suffer some unique condition or you're into something no one else is into or something until you realise that actually your human experience is almost certainly devoid of anything unique and all these other people out there are almost certainly suffering or feeling or enduring or whatever the same thing. So I think the internet has definitely enabled people who say, want to marry the Eiffel Tower? and Now, why not? Have a fucking you know forum. I, I think
1: a lot of it, though, is very positive. You know, I think with... Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. You know, I, think, I think in many ways it was difficult to go down to the pub and say, hey, guys, uh, is any of you interested in, you know, that that but nice, sexy man bartender's buttocks? They look really tight today. Um, and that, you know, it, it was hard to. It was hard before for, well, I think it for would marginalized what bar you're in. groups
2: to be. If you were a gay well, man in a group of with other gay men in a gay bar, I think you could definitely you say know, to like, them,
0: "That's the thing." How do you know that you're gay, though? Like, is it just you just accidentally? <laughs>
2: I think the internet is what invented gay people. <laughs> no, no, but it it, it made it so no, that it's... it was
0: it was easier to like you know find other people who are gay without because when you're face to face with with people, it's probably harder. Maybe not, not so much nowadays, but certainly in the 80s, you didn't just go up to someone and be like, hey, are you gay? Uh, I'm gay. You know, like it, was, it, w- it wasn't it was like very socially acceptable back then, was it? So it's like...
2: Uh, like maybe not in Canada, I guess. It, I mean, in New York, there were lots of gay people and it was very obvious that a lot of them were gay because they were flamboyant and, yeah. and they were, you know, open. But maybe in... Uh, I mean, in Bournemouth, that certainly wasn't the case. There was a part of Bournemouth that was known as the gay part of Bournemouth, which was the triangle and um, there was a, a club there. We would sometimes sometimes see our teachers coming out late at night, like a teacher of ours, because we went to an all-boys oh, school. Nice. And that was that was kind of a big thing. Uh, uh, all of your teachers. <laughs> she she me, all kids. They were all
0: coming out. <laughs> they had like their Christmas party there. Wearing football shorts and like slapping each other in the ass and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Good <laughs> awful guys, great, great dancing tonight. Uh,
2: you went to like- <laughs> Great dancing. <laughs> Bournemouth yeah.
0: all-boys school.
2: <laughs> yeah, I went to the Bournemouth boys school. And I mean, the, the, the weird thing about it is, Obviously, we were like between the ages of what, 11 and about 16 or 17. Um, I actually, some, one, someone emailed me the other day saying that they'd gone to the same school as me. Um, and he, he'd graduated some, some, you know, at least 12 or 15 years later. And I was like, wow, what was it like? And I, I was asking him all kinds of questions. And some of the teachers that I had when I was there, he had still had. Um, and they, they were exactly the same. Like Mr. Spencer, the Latin teacher, who was extremely camp very obviously so but nobody really commented on it like we didn't really sort of know the only people we knew 100% was Mr Hill who of course we called handbag hill because he was so flamboyantly homosexual and camp and literally sort of did the the limp wrist stuff and everything like that because you know he was perfectly comfortable being gay in a boys' school and and there were so many other gay teachers there, it wasn't a problem. Right. Um, But it was like, it was just one of those things that we we sort of knew it was there, but we didn't make anything of it. It was still, for most of the teachers there, like at least half of them were probably gay, it now turns out. But looking back, like (laughs) Mr. (laughs) Dimmock. No, 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 I'm serious. (laughs) Mr. Dimmock, our maths teacher, would recline on the desk like a Roman god, sort of lying there and say, open your exercise books, boys, and stuff like this. And we just thought he was a bit fruity. Like we didn't think anything of it it's not like we teased him or or like bullied the teachers like we did with some of them the ones we bullied were the ones that were timid and quiet but the ones who were just flamboyantly gay we didn't seem to give a shit it was kind of funny looking back at it, it
0: it's fu- it's weird to think like when when you were when you were young like when you were sort of like 10 12 years old say and you were going to school and you had a teacher that that teacher at that time would have been the same age as you are now and like all my teachers were just really, really stuffy, sort of... Um, yeah, we had, we had you know, plenty of Dumpy, those as well. middle-aged. Like, I, I'm i dumpy and middle-aged as well, but right. not so much so like them, I don't think. Like, I, I don't think I'm anything like... My no, they, they almost
2: seem like grey people, you know? Like everything. Yeah, about yeah. Them... They just
0: like, yeah, they just seemed old. Like, yeah. It, 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 just, mean, it I, was I, just really weird. I, I don't
1: know whether that's the job that's ground them down into that or whether they started like that, though. Because I always thought I've got a few friends who are teachers, there are quite a few friends who I went to school with who are teachers. And they they're very happy people, they're very yeah. vibrant people. And it's a very nice is, people say when you look at jobs and happiness from people's jobs, teaching is one of those jobs which is actually. Really, the people who do it are always very happy people because they're interacting with so many people. They're learning new stuff every day. Every day is different. They interact with lots of people. It's a very kind of social and fun environment to be in every day. And so you'd wonder why they're so dour and miserable. But I had the same problem. I think that back going back to school... Like thinking about it, you know, I don't think I could tell you any of the, the teachers were gay. Maybe I wasn't in the groups of people who talked about this kind of stuff, but I don't think even in sixth form, I knew a single person in the year who was gay. Um, it was a thing, at least that when I was at school. That so, I, I left school in two thousand and, and um, two, went to university, and you know, I went to school and oh, sorry, I went to university. The first year of university, I was I was in um, residential halls, and the guy next to in the room next to me was the most Flamboyantly gay guy I'd ever met. Okay, right. and he was unbelievably ridiculously gay. And you know, we we talked we talked uh, a lot. That's how we I feel were, about we, you. We, we were like next to each other and stuff. And he's and he said, you know, I was head boy at my school, but nobody knew I was gay. And he he suddenly like switched personality, and he was like just all harsh and normal and like totally straight. And then he went back to his voice that I knew him as, like the gay, just flamboyantly gay right. guy voice, and. Was like, you know, I I just was, you know, I was just uncomfortable being that at my school. It wasn't accepted. You know, I, I don't know how much that's
2: changed. Okay. Well, I um, mean, the, the, in the 80s, we, we had one teacher in the school who was openly gay, uh, Mr. Hubbard. And he was, he was our English teacher. He was the coolest guy. And he was the best teacher in the school. Hands down. Like, I honestly, he he was the teacher that I look back on now as being like the the absolute best teacher that we had. Absolutely brilliant. And for some reason, it was a big problem for a lot of the parents that he was a gay teacher. Obviously, at an all-boys school, a lot of parents were thinking, oh, he's after the kids or whatever. But he was the only one that was openly gay. All the other guys that were obviously gay, now looking back, genuinely obviously gay, uh, they never came out. And that was what it was was fear of of the parents, and I think maybe times have changed, and maybe nowadays parents wouldn't give a shit so much. But back then, in, in they really, really did give a shit. Like, I'm it was sure the guys. I'm sure
1: there were a lot of guys that I, because I went to an all boys school as well. You know, we had 150 right. guys. I knew a lot of them, like yeah, really well, actually know. Right. Uh, but I'm sure they knew that they were gay by the time they left uh, sick form. Yeah.
2: But Could none you? of them were
1: open about it.
2: No, we. I mean, there were there were no openly gay pupils at all.
0: None. I honestly don't ridiculous. give a shit what like my kid's teachers what their sexual orientation is. No, I don't
2: need. Exactly. I don't need to know,
0: and I don't give a fuck. Like, just don't even tell me. I'm not interested at all. Like, I don't care if my son's teacher is gay or not or whatever. Just get on with it. Yeah. Teach him how to read and and do math and you know he'll come home and and watch tv and and do his thing or whatever that's fine like i really don't need to know if somebody's gay or not like it really it has no impact on my life whatsoever yeah. for some parents
2: it's a big thing for some because they're prejudiced you man
0: know? i had some i had some weird teachers at school like uh, i know that i know everybody's had a couple of teachers that are a bit eccentric or a bit weird or whatever but I I I seem to have had a lot of them. Like I'm like my sixth grade teacher was. Um, okay. This well, they this explain a lot about you, Sips, that you were formed the, no, by she, a series of weird people. She she this she's this woman who had a, a really big protruding uh, like uh, you know mid like uh, you know, a you know a gunt. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was huge. Okay, it was really big. Right. And she grunted like all the time. Like I don't know. Like if it, a tennis player. Yeah. Like really loud. Like she'd just, she'd be like, okay, class. <sighs> okay. We're going to, we're going to look at the, at Tom Sawyer today. <sighs> and and we would, the what? whole class, we would just be giggling like all the time. I don't know if it was as noticeable as, as we thought it was because we were so bored and there was God. nothing else to do. And we were just looking for stuff, but like it was all the time. It never stopped. It was like so weird. We also had a teacher. This is a totally different teacher who had a really long pinky fingernail. God. And uh, so guitar we, we playing. just assumed that guitar he did. Playing, yeah. He just, no, we just assumed that he did cocaine like all the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because the way that he was and everything, like he would just. He'd be all mellow and stuff, and then if somebody was talking at the back of the class, something, he would just erupt, like he would go fucking ballistic. Would he point, like his, he would would be... he point his pinky fingernail at them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah! I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember if he ever did it, but then we had another teacher who had uh, braces. She was like a, you know, middle-aged woman who had, who had braces on her teeth. Anytime, remember those overhead projectors? The ones like the big boxes with the glass and the light inside it yeah, with yeah. like the arm on top? she so she would be doing she was our math teacher and she'd be writing like equations or whatever on on this thing the overhead projector and every time she would say like pi or or anything with a p she would spit all over the the laminate okay. and you would just see these big globes of like <laughs> spit up on the on the projector because of her braces like oh god wait we, we had so many fucking weird teachers we had a supply teacher who literally we never learned anything from because she could never get a word out she was just like this Big woman with a big pimple on her nose, and we we actually just called her Mrs. Pimple Nose, <laughs> like to her face and everything. So it was so well, fucking mean, kids and are we mean. like, kids oh, mean. Kid, guys, don't worry, Mrs. Pimple Nose is here today, and like the whole class would just be laughing and like talking and ignoring her, and she just be like, class, 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 and it was just like bedlam, like oh. nobody fucking listened, oh, like it was God. crazy. Yeah. I, mean, I just
1: felt sorry for those teachers who just can't control class we, you know we definitely had our fair share yeah it's one of these things that you we do made, we made
0: one cry one time it wasn't mrs pimple nose though she was rock hard man she was not gonna cry like <laughs> but one one actually had to leave the class and cry and then the principal had to come into our class and be like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> and then this the, and actually a teacher we had was one teacher he was i think he was like um a bit like you guys were saying like he was he was very sort of um, outwardly gay, although I don't know if he ever sort of told everybody that he was gay, but like I think he was clearly gay. Um, but he was very sort of like, I don't know if he was like used to be a drama teacher or something, but he was very sort of like, like emotive. And, you know, he had this like loud voice and stuff. And um, one time my, <laughs> like my <Patrick> friend Joe <laughs> was in the bathroom. OK, he was in the bathroom and this guy George came in and th- it was it was just one of those situations where this guy George was like people picked on him but you like we were just ignoring him or whatever and then he was he was mispronouncing a teacher's name like and not on purpose he was just like he he always mispronounced his name and my friend joe just like fucking lost it he was like it's it's not mr futu it's mr fotu you fucking asshole like he just went fucking crazy like he just started screaming at him and just like sort of and george was like like almost crying and stuff god and and this teacher came in and took joe into the class like pulled him in he was like he was fucking super mad pulled joe into the class in front of everybody and literally for a half an hour for a half an hour this teacher was like swearing his head off he was like you don't fucking talk to somebody like that saying fuck you and fuck this and fuck that and everything and like Oh my god! The the whole class we had to sit there and watch this, and literally everybody was like red in the face, like crying, like holding back laughter, sort of thing. And and Joe was just like mortified, and this teacher was just like every second word was the f word. It was it was insane. It was so fucking funny, but like at the same time we we're all scared because we thought he was going to murder us because he was like so angry. But it was yeah. it was surreal. I know it was that feeling. Just fucking surreal. Sometimes it was,
1: there was the emotions. Sometimes ran high, you know, and. i think that does cross your mind when someone is like going ape shit yelling at you through your mind it just like runs is this is this where he picks up an axe and like just goes fucking ham (laughs) yeah yeah legit there were
0: times where i thought like he like he he opened the door and then slammed it because i think he thought people weren't listening (laughs) like how could you not be fucking listening to this guy at the time so he like opened the door and slammed it i thought oh that's it like we're fucking dead like this guy he's probably got a knife or something like <laughs> like like kind of scared but like laughing at the same time cuz it God. was just so weird like oh man we had we had some fucking crazy me and teachers. my brother used to like fight
1: when we were kids right and everyone everyone fights with their brother and stuff when they're kids but my brother was, was obviously 2 years younger than me but he got all of the muscle and size and nourishment that i i lacked as a sickly kid right so he was yeah. from about the age of sort of when i was like i don't know he was Seven or eight, and he was like, you know, six or seven. He was he was bigger than me. Okay, like well, way. How did bigger.
0: how did he get into the into the bubble? Like, did he did he just unzip it and walk in and beat you up, or did he have to like Kool Aid Man his way in? <laughs> you know, you know when when your kids like. And
1: you're just, it was, life is often very, very, well, for me, it was very, very boring. Okay. Yeah. You know, there's like these long summers where you're not at school or anything and and you're just, all you're doing is staying at home, hanging out with your brother, but we weren't really allowed to watch too much TV or play too many video games because it makes your eyes square and all this. So we'd end up having to like, you know, just figure out what to do and, you know, play, I don't know, board games and puzzles and all all the, all the shit we did as kids. It was fine. But there were these few times where me and him, you know, got into fights over something and occasionally go berserk, okay? okay. And so there was like only two occasions that it happened, but it was like you know when you know when you're you just blow it, you blow your emotions like, and, and you just lose control. Uh-huh. There are a couple of times that happened, and he he just hulked out. So one time was when I I locked him out of the house, out the front door, and you know, and I'm whispering through at him through the letterbox, you know, saying, uh, you know. We're gonna abandon you and all this. I don't know. Being a you know, like a kid, like mom uh, and dad yeah, don't want yeah, you anymore. They're gonna get another yeah. another brother or whatever. Anyway, he eventually like just went. He started going berserk out there, like like I'd never seen. And so I was like, oh shit, I feel really good. I better let him in, okay. And so I let him back in, but he was still in full red face, super angry Hulk mode. And he just like chased me down, okay. And I was so scared. Um, but he's such a gentle guy. He was so I'm so scared. I like ran away and tried to run up the stairs. But I like slipped on the stairs, twisted my ankle, and then like I um, actually broke one of my toes. <laughs> uh, nice. It was, like it was just like I don't know. It was one of those things where I hurt myself running away from him. He never actually ever hurt me at all. But I was just so terrified. Of him like I mean I've 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 experienced these you, you experience these these moments in your life sometimes where you just your brain you, you, you switch to some sort of animal mode, right? <laughs> Due to yeah. rage. Has that happened to you guys? When was uh-huh. the last time you experienced animal that? Animal
2: rage? Yeah. Or yeah. Like just I just maintain a simmering level at all times. Okay. And I find that it never boils over. Like the the It's very rare that I'll genuinely get crazy angry.
0: I got pretty angry playing Overwatch a couple of times, but, like, wasn't, like, crazy angry, like... Yeah, I
2: I, I just... I don't bottle it up. I never
0: pin somebody down on the ground and, like punched their face so much that it became mush, like, in enraged. No, 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 I
2: don't do looked that. Looked down but after
0: and started everyone, crying you don't quite know. Like you don't quite know what you're going to do until it happens, though, too.
2: Oh, wait, yeah, no, that has happened a couple of times. Yeah, like,
1: yeah. There, there are times when it happens and it's like... It, it. I mean, I've never. I've like gone berserk a couple of times with people, and it's just. I feel really kind of like whoa. Like what?
0: I. It was almost like an out of body experience. Like what kind of things did you do? Did you throw something? Do you slam a door? Me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Punch, do, punch a wall. Throw things. I, I slam doors and
2: stuff, doors, and you know. Like, but I mean, I've I've actually. I, I have been in in fights because I've been so angry, and I, and that that was within the last like ten years. Two I'd weeks? Say. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> five minutes.
2: <laughs> Bournemouth uh, lost, and uh... no, but it, it was weird because I I was I was quite sort of traumatized by how angry I'd been. Like I I didn't seriously hurt anybody, but it was just it was weird because I almost felt like I didn't know. Who I was in that moment. Exactly. You know? That's exactly it, what I'm it talking was. About. It was very. It was disconcerting to think that that people can get that angry. And I'm not. I'm not a, a violent or angry person generally. Mm. I'm very chilled out. But the, for whatever reason, on these two occasions, I was I was pushed to the limit. And it's weird to think that people do have those limits, even people who would think that they wouldn't do it. I think the scary thing is, like you said, in that moment, you don't know what is what. What's happening? Like it's a totally surreal. Yeah. and new experience for most people to be in a fight, and it, it's very disturbing. A thing
0: in your brain takes over. It's like a like very sort of um, like a prehistoric sort of um, thing takes over in your brain. Yeah, I think when you get to that point, but you
2: remember every detail, every single oh, yeah. detail. It's really and, and weird.
0: You know,
1: you remember it for the rest of your life as well. I, there's these a couple of moments when you know I just lost it, and I, you know, it's like wow, I, I can't believe you know. Yeah, I, 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 I sort of yeah, I don't feel like. I'm I'm glad in a way that I wasn't like physically violent or anything like that, just kind of ranting like some sort of mad. Yeah, man.
0: I don't think I've ever actually been in a in a fight with somebody before. Like I like I've I've been in a verbal fight with, with people before, but I've never actually been like in a in a fist fight before. I
2: start I started it. I, I, started one time it, which I was weird. I got
0: beaten up one time by like three guys. But Jesus. it was my fault. Well I was it was it was late. It was like three in the morning. We were in a park. Um, and I, I was calling them cunts like oh. for no reason and they beat me up. <laughs> My friends just sat there and watched as well, which wasn't the best either, but that's the only time that's ever happened. I, I was a bit drunk at the time too, Yeah, but, but otherwise I've never actually had like a, like a, a full, a full fight before. I've never actually been like in a fist fight. Like, it's
2: not, it's not, it's not fun. It's unpleasant. I tend
0: to just get mad at video games and nothing else. Yeah, I think it's I'm, much healthier. I think I've got emotional it, it issues. Is,
1: yeah. It is like a combination of stresses, right? That does it, though, period. Like, I'm sure that what happened to you at that point was that it, it was stress related, right? It was just a No, things... no, I,
2: I was seriously no. in a really good place and I, I'd had a really good evening and everything and everything was completely cool, but this Whoa. person just, they just, you yeah. know, pressed the, pressed the buttons. I don't
0: know what you did, Lewis, but. Man, it, just, oh, it, you, that's what it was like. You
1: punched your, you punched lights out. <laughs> I think that is, that is it. Then, yeah, pressing the buttons. I think that is it. I think there sometimes... are some things
2: that that you just hold. You know, they're just op- opinions or feelings that you've got that are just kind of really. You just sacred. can't stand to see it. And for me, yeah. uh, for me, it's someone shushing someone. Right. Like,
0: oh yeah.
2: Someone going, <laughs> oh no, yeah. Shh, really condescending. People being condescending or, or, or demeaning somebody, that, that's we'll it. Get you. That's see, it.
1: that probably comes from school, right? When a teacher that you didn't like shushed you or whatever. No, or, no, or I didn't. It, wasn't, it wasn't that. It was just the way that they, that they were I reckon it's ingrained it. in your No, the t- mm. t- t- I didn't like... have
2: problems with the teachers shushing me in school. It was, it
1: was like a flamboyant gay teacher. He like got his, he like, oh,
2: up on the oh, quiet, Ted. My goodness, shush! I'm gonna kill My big you. trigger
0: is is people thinking that their favorite musical bands are better than my favorite musical oh, bands. Oh right. well, right. forget about it. It's go to get time. Me going, yeah. It's go what time. What do you fucking
1: say, you little bitch?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you little bitch. You know, I used to be in the SAS. You little bitch. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Well, Kill, that's the kill least you.
2: intimidating threat. The way you said yeah. that, I used to uh, <laughs> I used like to be... <laughs> be
0: in the SAS, you little bitch. So I used bring to it. be a. I used to be a janitor at a <laughs> county jail, <laughs> you little bitch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, you kick oh, you yeah. your butt. I think that's all about everything's about practice and 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 just doing it for ten thousand hours. So you, you you're good at it, right? So it's the same mm. thing with I think with anything like with. Chatting up women or with being like a socially interesting like guy, it's just it's just have you have to kind of put effort and do it. It's like I watched this Louis C.K. thing of him doing a a routine, and the great thing about Louis C.K. is how natural, right, and and almost improv he feels when he does yeah. these these bits, right. And yeah. actually, every single word, every single sort of tone, every single motion is extremely practiced down. Oh to yeah, the, yeah, down to the trivialities, right down to the individual little pauses. And obviously it's because he's practiced these bits again and again and again at clubs and seen what the audience responses are and just honed them and honed them and honed them down until they are this really, really slick routine. And that's what all these really, really good, funny comedians have as well. They have, they just, some of them are obviously extremely, and they are naturally very, very witty and funny guys anyway. But but like, I think that you can, if you put enough time into something, you can make it feel like anything, feel very natural. So if someone wants yeah. to fight you, they'll know how to press your buttons because they've they've pressed the buttons of ten thousand people they've before spent you,
0: right? Ten thousand hours pressing buttons, and yeah. now they know. Yeah, yeah. And but it's, each person has their own buttons, though, so it doesn't always. No, it does True, right? Like, but it, even know. so, like I think if you're smart and if you've if you've got a lot of practice, it doesn't matter. Is that what something you'd want to be good at though? Like, like I've got all this time, got ten thousand hours. What am I going to get good at? I know pressing people's buttons I don't think you pick what you get good at sometimes I think that it just
1: happens sometimes I think that if yeah, you enjoy too, something yeah. and you, put, you end up you don't realise you put 10,000 hours into it you don't ever sit down and think hey I'm going to spend 10,000 hours playing Overwatch I'll tell you what
2: I am. I must be one of the world leaders in masturbation then if it's 10,000 hours I'm way ahead of the curve I swear to god yeah, I'm,
0: I'm pretty good at that too for actually. your age no I'm just
2: saying I'm just a fucking world leader in, in whacking it yeah. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> okay. incredible
1: well uh, Whacking it. obviously I like you know that. exactly what what works for you
2: that's 416 um, days and i'm 40 years old so that's like one just over one year in fact that's about one year of my life have i spent one year of my life wanking you should write a probably. book about it you probably have you a know. year of my Without life realizing condensed <laughs> All the pages are stuck together. How long
0: is your how long is your typical session? Well, are you that's one what of these people that wants to just get it out of the way or oh, are no, you no. somebody who really just like sets the mood i'm
2: like you know when you when you know when you sit down and some people when they have dinner they just it's just a process they just get the food in their body and they move on they're like like they're on some yeah. kind of a mission yeah and yeah. some people sit down and they they savor the meal right i'm i'm uh, a, I'm a savorer i'm like a continental uh, i'm not you know what i mean the way people on the continent eat dinner like the french they'll take like two hours over dinner that's like me and wanking why rush oh man why uh, rush
0: dinner dinner does my head and i i can't I, I can't savor a meal like I just want to eat. If I never had to eat again, I'd be cool with that. Like, wow! If I if I if I could get like an injection that meant I never had to eat anything ever again, I'd be fine. Like I find it so so bothersome. Like I I, I want <laughs> to be doing literally anything but sitting what are you down eating? and eating. Are you,
2: are you eating like veggie mush like in RimWorld? Is that are you just no, having no. the basic mush? No, like it's because no, you're like, a fucking no, like, vegetarian, sips. That's why you're not enjoying food. You're on the veggie mush. Or per- no, pe- it's not, I the good meals
0: and stuff, but I just like I just don't I just don't really enjoy sitting down and eating for long periods of time Like I, I just you know, I want to go do something like fun or exciting or something like I just don't want to sit down and eat
2: All right, I'm like, not taking just... you to dinner at the restaurant near me then because it takes Why, like three hours. Oh, It's amazing Oh, Okay, you go in the dinner starts at seven you better be there at seven because that's when dinner starts, and it's just a. It f- starts with a light blowjob, <laughs> and then oh. they bring out the hot dogs and microwaves. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's an Italian nice. restaurant, it's, and it's okay. it's just very good. It's uh, the food is exceptional, and it's like See, it's like, like a Rated restaurant around here. You, there's no fucking buffet. They bring you the food. I
0: like I like to turn up, and I like them to say, "Where would you like to sit? I'll sit here, please." And I head straight for the buffet. I don't even go sit down first. I go straight to the buffet. I get all the food that I want. I sit down. I plow it into my pie hole. And then um, I say, Bill, please. And I'm out. Like 10 minutes.
2: Well, that's yeah, a shame. That's how I
0: like to do it. That's yeah. a shame.
2: You're missing out. Cause this this meal is it all in. amazing. It's like 12, 13 courses. And they just keep bringing you all these little delicious things and you think it's finished and then there's another course. And just when you think you're at your fullest, they bring out the main course, which is like a rack of lamb. And they show the entire thing. They bring around this huge tray with this full lamb's body in it that they've cooked to perfection. And they take it away and carve it up and you think, Jesus Christ, now I've got it on top of seven pasta courses or whatever. I've now got to eat a roast dinner. And then there's dessert. It's it's incredible. Wow. It's, the food is great, though.
0: I like a buffet that has dessert as well, you know. Like,
2: <laughs> You've got to have
0: a dessert it. buffet. You just get the ice cream with your meal and I, it's just I just, just think sitting it's, it's so sad.
2: I'm telling you about this incredible meal and this incredible restaurant. You're like, yeah, I'd like a buffet. Just a buffet. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's going to be garbage. Like, I, I don't mind a buffet, but Jesus, they there's no, not good quality often. It's just like bog standard. Because no. they know that you're going to stuff your face. So they're not going to say, give them the good shit. They're going to say, give them, know, the, yeah. give them the cheap shit.
1: But then again, I think that because Sips is a vegetarian, that it doesn't really, I think cheap meat is obviously bad, but true. vegetarian food is very cheap. Like it's very simple. It's just, it's just like easy. It's not, I, 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 when I do my shopping as a vegetarian, I realize that it costs about half as much because I'm just not buying all yeah, of this meat. meat, meat is and expensive. All the yeah, stuff. it is super expensive. So yeah. I don't know, I don't know for a, for a veggie, you know, basically a Sips, a a buffet is like you know you go you go and get help yourself to a big old scoop of rice and then i don't know get a slice of pizza Yum. i mean
0: it's like it's not a oh, pizza buffet is incredible yeah
1: it's always funny going to like these places with sips in vegas we went to this sushi place and um you know we order the omakase which is you know bring it bring us whatever you know chef's choice kind of thing bring bring whatever you want right
0: that was like that was like a 400 dollar Sushi platter. It looked like a work of art. It was insane. It was and there here. I am with a bowl of steamed rice (laughs) and a beer So Sips is like, I'll just have a big bowl of rice.
1: And they're like, well, okay. <laughs> so, so Sips just sat there eating all this, like, slightly scented rice while we were just eating, oh, like, uh, the most nice, crazy though. fucking shit ever. Yeah, it was pretty nuts. Oh, it was it was, it was was madness. It was like, imagine... Uh, the way I would imagine it is, imagine, like, back in Henry VIII's days, right, they would bring out, like, this roast boar, okay, right. with, like, a fucking apple in its apple mouth. And in it would be mouth, glistening yeah. and it would be surrounded by... Like bananas and apples and like fucking all colourful, like super but almost like some sort of plastic thing. You'd see in in Hollywood movies, right? Just ludicrously overly colourful. Imagine that, but sushi. It was like oh, it was like a whole, a whole fucking fish formed out of like slices of of tuna and salmon, and it had like a bit of raw lobster and like a crab with like fucking. I don't, it was crazy, and we. It was, it was like it was nuts. nuts yeah. it was fucking amazing. Vegas, man. Even wow. I thought
0: it was nuts. It was and crazy, it, and it was say. all stuff that I would never eat as well. <laughs> but it...
2: God, I've never, still never been to Vegas. I've been, wanted to go for such a long time. Never been to Vegas. It, it's a
0: crazy place, Vegas. It's fun. It's I don't know. It's weird. It's like a it's like a
2: Disneyland
0: for adults.
2: Yeah, it does strike me as kind of crazy. Honestly, should come with us to the next
1: one in on this BlizzCon when we go. Yeah. Probably go again, won't we? Since
0: uh, maybe, yeah let to see fucking BlizzCon, man? I like BlizzCon and stuff, but man, I, I, I'm pretty salty about Blizzard recently. I'm not, no, I'm I'm what not they like, do. I not do. I'm just not happy with their games right now. Like, I don't know. They're I just... don't know. It's, we we get a
1: lot of. This is the same thing we
0: get with Blizzard year
1: after year. We end up playing only Blizzard games. We play. Yeah, and getting and really fucking salty and with and WoW yeah. for a month and. We then get salty when we can't play them all day, every day. Mm. It's like, okay. But yeah, it's, it's a funny old thing. I was just, uh, I just remembered there's that classic Japanese word, right, for the period of like sageness. I think it's called Kenta, Kenja Taimu, or something like that, sage time. Um, after, which okay. is like that moment right. after a post orgasmic period when a man's thoughts are no longer impaired by his sexual drive and he can think clearly. Like a sage of clear mind, right? Is
2: that why I'm so clear minded all yeah. the time?
1: Or in the fil- in the words of uh, Lil Wayne, it's like <laughs> as as soon as I come, I come to my senses. Yeah. Okay. Not busted. I'm. I'm. <laughs> um, I'm thinking clear. I just sorry. This is just like a callback <laughs> the <conclusion> to uh, <laughs> uh, the wanking conversation. Yeah. Lil Wayne. I was like of you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. to
0: like lower the tone of this podcast a bit. I don't think Lil Wayne is as eloquent as that though, Lewis, Like. I think there's more slang involved.
2: But that's what all those know. monks that Lewis is always going on about, Zen mastery, that's what the the yeah, Zen yeah. guys, they're going up and saying, like the guys going up to him and say, what is the meaning of life butter? And he's just like, I wish this guy would fuck off so I can have a wank and get my mind clear and, and achieve yeah. Lil clear Wayne levels, levels mind, yeah. of mind mastery. Of clarity. Yeah. So he gives him a question <laughs> to go and ponder. He's like, uh, fucking why do vegetables, uh, why are they called vegetables? Go think about that shit. And off the guy goes, he's like, what a weird question. Why a vegetable? Cool vegetable. Like, what? What the fuck does Why that, do that even so mean? So many people like the buffet. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> what do you start with at the buffet? The pizza or the sushi? Go think on this, young acolyte. <laughs> and off they go. Meanwhile, the monk's like under that robe, huh? Under that big flowing robe they wear, he's wanking away so he can achieve. Maybe Zen that mastery. could be the.
0: Maybe that's the thing. Yeah, like to you know, to achieve that that clarity that you need of the mind. You know, when they go off and they think about it, thinking about the vegetable, and then they're just like, hmm,
2: I could fuck that vegetable. Yeah. yeah, the shape of that vegetable that I'm thinking about like rem-
0: reminds me of something that I have on my body that's shaped similar. Maybe I should maybe I should masturbate and get clarity here. <laughs> Think about it some more.
1: <laughs> oh God, I was reading one of those um, Reddit threads about uh, stuff that you know about. Basically, I I read all these Ask Reddit threads and I can't help I can't help but thinking about all the responses are fake, right? But I read this really nice one and it was it was something like. What do you, what do you know about somebody else that they don't, they don't realize, you know? Okay. And it was like, oh, I found out that this guy was gay or that, yeah, I found out that he was adopted or whatever. um One of them was my sort of sweet little mother, Asian mother, had bought a neck massager. Okay. Which is obviously like just a big old Hitachi magic wand kind of thing. yeah And uh, keeps it. On the bedside table, as if it is a real neck massager, like in full view of like the whole room. Just this big, a big old, right. big old dild just just lying there, and she just uses it as a neck massager. <laughs> Has no idea. It's it's people are like, God, giggling about it. I I, I like that, right? I like I, that. Oh, you know what? I remember you know, that, one. that's how I want to that see women. Right? That's yeah. coming around to the start of the podcast again. You know, last week, like you know, that's how I. <laughs> Come on. That's nice, they right?
2: See, they see a vibrator and they don't yeah, get Yeah, I, think that's, that I think? think that's
0: believable. Either yeah. that or... They have no concept of what that is. It's a well, man creation. Th- here's
2: the weird thing, though. So naive, I remember Lewis. there so was naive. a period when... God, this was years ago. This was like 15 years ago, maybe. My wife had to go and stay down in uh, in Bournemouth for some reason. She was staying with my mum. <laughs> my mum goes into her room to tidy up and she sees a vibrator there in the middle of the floor. and She's thinking, blimey, that is a bit blase about having a vibrator in the middle of the floor and she thinks nothing of it. And then she says to to Maddie, you've left something on the floor in the bedroom and you might want to pick it up because it's just a bit, you know, my, you know, my my daughter might be a bit confused sort of thing because my sister would have been a little bit younger at this time. And my wife goes, oh, it's just my hair straightening tongs. And my mum's first thought was that these, these hair tongs was some kind of dildo or vibrator. <laughs> nice. So, nice. I, I mean, I just think, you know, so, some people maybe uh, my mum sees dildos everywhere. Is what I'm saying. She's
0: like the dildo whisperer. She's
2: like just like she, she walks can see into a, dildo a room even and when a dildo uh, is the not there. The drawer of the
1: the, the, the sock drawer hush, at the bottom of the hush. cupboard starts vibrating. I sense dildo. Like, oh, I can detect where the dildos are. <laughs> like in every in every girl's the, bedroom. The, the dildo but, diviner.
0: Yeah. There in that lock chest. It's filled with dildos. I know. A dildo just vibrates out <laughs> mom, from under the bed. <laughs> We we uh we opened the chest, uh, Mrs. Flax, and uh, she's filled with hair tongs. Not uh, <laughs> doing so She's bust. like
2: she's like the Magneto. Magneto There's just a of lot dildos. of neck massages <laughs> <laughs> <dildos. laughs> in she's here. Just... I don't know what you're looking for, but. <laughs> <laughs> She can summon them to her like metal, like forks. All these dildos come shooting towards my mum. She's just there. I have total they all, command
0: of dildos. They all, they all attach to the tips of her fingers. <laughs> She's just got these big Freddy Krueger hands with dildos. That's super oh, creepy, man. that. That's the that image. Nice. Thank you,
1: Sips. That's, that's, that's totally pretty, killed that's by boner. creepy.
0: Man, we spent a lot of time talking about dildos and stuff last week. This week we've talked about dildos a little bit as well. Teachers, does anyone have anything um, unrelated to dildos that they want to mention that they've done recently, or have you have you guys have you been
2: outside much? Oh, I have got something to talk about. This is this is a problem. All right, this hold on, let me take a okay. drink of squash. Hold on, got got a lube up before you yeah go in. Two two issues here. Okay, these are this is the two issues. Okay. So I mean, I I'm like the stay at home parent for both my kids, right? I'm I'm looking after mm-hmm. them all the time. I'm taking them to school and stuff like that. Yeah. And there's most of the people in the playgrounds are very normal people. They're not they they, they have normal jobs, normal lives and all this kind of stuff. And they don't understand what I do for a living at all. At all. Like it's no. a complete mystery to them because obviously they're like my age. I shouldn't be doing this at my age. I should be an accountant or some shit, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. You should be a grave faced teacher flamboyantly yeah. posing on the, the desk. long
0: right. pinky fingernail. Exactly. Yeah.
2: I should be like that. But instead I'm doing this kind of shit and they don't get it. And it kind of, that kind of rumor starts to spread around the playground from one parent to another about, what I do. Because they obviously they see a man at school every day, dropping his kids off, picking them up, and they think, you know, is he like a single parent or whatever? My wife does take him to school occasionally, and that's obviously put that light to bed. But they, do, they must wonder, because genuinely speaking, there are hardly any dads that are stay-at-home dads full-time. That's just the way it is. Uh, it does yeah. happen, obviously, I'm one of them, and there are a couple of others, but most of them still go into work a couple of days a week, you know, the kids have child minors and stuff. So I'm there, I'm fucking out the coalface <laughs> all the time, and it confused people, and they obviously asked, what the fuck is See, this, this layabout doing right? here? It's the same thing as kids being school? in
0: school, you
2: know? I think the, it, there's
0: always the assumption that you're a recovering drug addict as right. well, Something's if you're, up if you're with this always guy. picking up your kids, yeah, because you're like in your track pants, and you're just like slumming it up a little bit, and everyone's like, oh clearly, like, you know, recovering yeah, he, heroin he, Yeah, this ex yeah. sort of something, unhealthy looking, like angry yeah.
1: guy,
0: like, <laughs> he's obviously
1: just lost a game of dope, yeah. but they don't realise that, you know, grumpily, <laughs> like, stomping <laughs> yeah. up to the school gates,
2: yeah. It's vaping, vaping. always vaping. So they see this, yeah. and, and wearing my big, big sort of deerstalker, my, my Ushanka sort of cold? hat and everything, so they must think, who is this weird guy? Well, yeah, but nobody else wears a fucking hat, I'm like, the only one wearing a hat anyway. So that's bad enough, and I, I, but I don't care. Occasionally they ask these weird questions about it and I, you know, I indulge them and everything. And then the other day I'm dropping my kid off and the teacher pulls me aside and she says, uh, so I've, I've been talking to your daughter and she said that, uh, you play video games all the time. And I said, yeah, I do. And she basically was questioning whether I was looking after them. <laughs> How could I play video games and look after yeah, my kids right. at the same time? And I said, well, I mean, when they're at school and stuff, I do. And she was looking, obviously looking at me, thinking, "What a waste of space this guy is! That he's just sitting around the house playing video games all day and everything." And and she she called it playing PlayStation, like that right. was like her limit of understanding about yeah, video yeah. games. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and I said, "Well, I mean, it's kind of what I do for a living. It's like what I do." She was like, "Really?" Like she she was baffled <laughs> by it. So now the problem is that every <laughs> single time I go into school, she makes some comment. How's the PlayStation (laughs) going? Like that. I know exactly what
1: she's like. Yeah, I get that. She's she's very, very
2: very sweet. And she's a very, very good teacher. And she's extremely good. And I I really like her a lot. But it's just funny because to her, it's like this big jokey, he plays video games kind of thing. Yeah, 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 And when she says it, all the other parents look at me and they're thinking... Who the fuck is this waste of space? He's just playing PlayStation all fucking day. I mean, I've got work and my wife's working and I'm doing this and they obviously think I'm a complete waste of space. So that's the problem. The teachers now spreading inadvertently this rumor that I basically sit around in my fucking pajamas playing PlayStation. I don't even own a PlayStation. I want to say to her, I'm not console bitch, PC master race. Listen, she's a
1: completely normal woman. You're probably going to go in, Exactly. You're going to go in there one day. You're going to she's going to say, "Hey, could you come through to my office?" You're going to go into the office and around you in on the w- on the walls you're going to notice a lot of pictures of the eiffel tower
0: and <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh,
1: and an archery and bow the, the archery as well b- and the bottom drawer of the <laughs> table is going to start vibrating and she's going to say oh that must be my <laughs> mobile phone <laughs> I can't have how to turn it on, <laughs> and uh, you know it's going to be totally oh,
0: because
2: she's totally normal, and she has you know yeah no she yeah. is, but that now now the real problem comes in because she said to me they told me what your name is online like I heard that you were you were like on the internet and stuff like that, and they told me your name, but I can't remember it, but I'm going to find it out again, and I'm going to look you up, and I said for the love of God, please do not do that, like. <laughs> Stay as far away from the stuff I make as possible. I do not want that. And my kids' primary school teacher; those two worlds must never collide. All right? No, never collide. Because they're they're too young to to be ashamed
0: of their dad. Right? But I I mean, I I don't
2: want them to listen. I don't want a teacher at my kid's school listening to this podcast, and then I have to do parent-teacher night. And, and they'll be looking at me and thinking, this piece Just imagine of shit. she
0: was listening to this one. Yeah. You turn up. She's just like totally fucking angry faced. Were you fucking talking about
2: me on your podcast, <laughs> bitch?
0: <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna fucking kill you oh, exactly. oh my God.
2: <laughs> I listened to your podcast and it was all about dildos she, and, no, she, and wanking. <laughs> and you said you'd spent 10,000 hours masturbating. I'm not sure that's a healthy environment for you to bring up two children. So I've reported know, you to okay. the authorities and they're on my yeah, side. Yeah, well, the
0: thing is, they have this whole reporting strategy Structure now right. too like you would you would be fucked I'm like they would trouble. start an investigation they would uh, measure you and uh, how competent you are and then your kids would be whisked away into like you know the fucking foster care yeah, and stuff just and for having shit. a youtube channel who knew just for having a youtube channel uh, you when know? will
2: our people be free that's what i want to know that's the police it. the police, the police s- will come to your door and right?
1: the man and is holding us let down. in and then they'll they'll come to arrest you and so you'll try and run away but you'll slip on the stairs and twist your ankle. <laughs> Break my toe. And,
2: uh, it happens. Before, so you've yeah, got to be yeah. very careful
1: of yeah. that. This is how police brutality you have to. is real. But
2: it's weird because sometimes my friends will tell me that they have like oh I saw you streaming the other day and they'll just have tuned in Because they're so fascinated and curious about what we do. And they're just like, yeah, I heard your podcast the other day. Yeah, it was really funny. Or they'll say, yeah, I heard your podcast the other day. And I'll be like, oh, what do you think? And they'll be like, good for you, man. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. They'll say... It was okay. <laughs> yeah, well, well done. You, you got a podcast.
0: The, you know, I only had time to listen to 10 minutes of it, but I'm sure the rest yeah, I, of it was yeah, great. Yeah, I didn't have time. Oh.
2: I heard the intro music and I just checked out, but uh, well done. Yeah, look at your little car- your little cartoons. Uh, who
1: made that music, by the way? Yeah. Oh, do you know what, though? <laughs> Best I, part I, of the I think there is a music. problem with, like it's people that you are actually friends with and watching their stuff. Uh, you know, I, I, I find it, I don't know, it's, I do not feel it's like a little bit like creeping on someone when you're watching. Well, like
2: if I'm watching my friend play and they don't know I am? Uh, or... well, it's a little bit like, you
1: know, if you're doing Facebook, right? And you, you're you looking at, you're looking through other people's Facebooks, like, yeah, you
2: know, from people you're at school with. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like yeah. the guy I look who, up the people I, I didn't know. like at school. Yeah, I look them up and see what they're up to. And they're yeah, all and so see, fucking and, normal. And they've
1: got like a really hot wife and they've got like a city yeah. job, and they look really good, their teeth are really nice. Anyway, I'm, you know, I'm not jealous or Bastards, anything. No. yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, have you guys ever, like, bumped into somebody that you used to go to school with who's, like, now no, homeless or anything, no. for example? like I'm sure some of them are. I wonder are. how often that happens to people, like and how weird that would be, because, like, I mean, I, I don't even live in, in the same country that I grew up in, so... I would never bump into people I went to school with sort of thing. Or if I did, it yeah. would be I feel really like it's weird, though. Every time we go um, out, whenever I'm in Jersey and we walk around, we bump into people you know, though, right? Every single time. I, well, it's a small place, so you do, you do tend to, you know. It's not that you know, small. I've worked at various places and stuff, so I know, like, a, like quite a few people. And, you know, the, the odds are that you're just going to bump into them from time to time. Like, it's, you know, it's not that small, I know. But, like, everybody needs to go to, like, town at some point. So you're bound to bump into a couple of people. Like, I'll time I go to town, I'll bump into about three or four people that I know. Like, just by default. And it's not because I know a ton of people or I'm like popular or whatever. It's just a small place. Yeah. So, you so I
1: guess what I'm saying is like, you know, imagine those guys. You're creeping on them, but they're creeping on you too. You nah, know?
2: ain't nobody creeping on me. There's nothing to see. I
0: found like I, I one time I when I, I think it was like when I first started YouTube, um, I created a Facebook account. Yeah, yeah, I, I did the same it, thing. You know, like it was to, to the YouTube and stuff and. I never used Facebook before that. But then when I was on there, I was like, oh, fuck. I wonder if like anyone I went to school with is, is, oh, is shit. on here. So you guys were and slightly I, too I old. Looked for people. I could I couldn't find anybody. And I think it's like a like a generation thing or something. Like I think the people that I went to school with just didn't use the internet that much when we were at school or whatever. No, and I then, think you must have missed that Facebook generation. Yeah, I th- like it's really weird because like nobody was on there. And then the, peop- the the handful of people that were on there had, like, created an account and just never used it. You know, like, they uploaded a profile picture, and then there's just nothing there. Like, they're followed by the other handful of people we went to school with who were all in the same boat, just, like, had never fucking used it for anything, like... I think like one person had posted like a couple of pictures of them and their kids, and that's yeah. it, yeah, like and there was nothing but I else. think that that's so, like the, it was it was hard to like know what people were up to through that because nobody had signed up for it like I it think that's the so thing weird. that
2: a lot of people of our age use Facebook for is just posting pictures of their kids and stuff but i I know people who use Facebook like all the time like that's they're they're just on it all the fucking time, and they're talking to their I know friends. like what
0: well, well like you you must see like when you're when you're picking up your kids and stuff there's like 20 moms standing outside the school gates on their phones like fucking Yeah
2: they're all on fucking Facebook. On
0: Facebook. Yeah, like it it's crazy but Nobody I went to school with uses it. Like I don't. I don't use it. I've never felt compelled to use it. My wife doesn't use it. Like like no nobody like my age that I know y- actively uses it for anything.
1: Oh, everyone does. Yeah, a lot of people do. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a thing though. Obviously, I I remember like I signed up to it. Obviously, when it was fairly fairly when everyone was when it was this this huge new thing in I don't know two thousand and five yeah. or six or whenever it came out. Right, and that was obviously when I was. Coming to the end of um, my university sort of days, yeah, yeah, everyone signed up for it, and it was like it was all this competition to like almost get all of your friends on there, as many friends as you could. Back it, you know, back before it was just this spam machine, and you know you were you just added all these people yeah. from school that you didn't really like or whatever, just because you might as well and you knew them all. And I think that's literally how my Facebook page
0: is. That's still. funny because you were still like in in school when it came out, so like you know, it it would have been a bit more relevant. But, like, I think when it, most of the people that I'd gone to school with Well, stuff I was at were, uni, were done so it school. was like
1: I, I hadn't spoken to half of these guys in, like, yeah, three or like, four years. like, though, like,
0: university, college, like, all, all these people would have been done that by then, probably married or something, and probably had kids by the time, and and then just maybe never used it. I don't know. It's just I mean, really weird. I, like, I, I, I went on
1: Facebook the other day, right, for, like, the first time in years and years, and, um... Because I, I originally, like my Facebook kind of got abandoned because when I was, when I started off doing YouTube, I thought, you know, I'm just going to accept, I started getting like inundated with friend requests from people on right. YouTube. So I, I ended up just accepting them all. And I went up to like 5,000 friends or whatever, which is like, was the cap or back then. And it was like, it was like almost a way to like promote and try and get some traction on YouTube to get started. Yeah. Went So I went on there recently and um, looking back at actual people that I knew, was was tricky because there were so many random people I'd added who had changed a lot in the five years since I added them. So all the fans who added me back in the day, I slowly either removed them as friends or... It was kind of like, I don't know, a little bit heartbreaking, right, to look at all these people who I was at school with and how they've either aged really badly mm. or it was not heartbreaking but nice in a way like the the people like i had a big crush on at school or whatever you see them like there with their family and like two five-year-old kids or whatever and it's like oh my god like oh so i i simultaneously felt old and um a little bit kind of bittersweet almost like yeah i obviously this thing i i I never went anywhere with this girl or whatever or you know we, we were like i don't know we went to a dance together or we went out one time or whatever and it never really went anywhere and it's it's kind of I don't know, like it's weird because it's almost like suddenly they've got five year old kids to me, and it's like it's they've suddenly changed my mind because they was they were always frozen in my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well,
0: they do. That's the thing with people from school. You do still like when I think of people from school, I still imagine them going to school. I, I, it's, just that I'm not going but like I could go to to my old school and they'd still be there sort of thing like they are sort of frozen in time aren't they? And you
2: remember all this stuff like you remember things that they did or what they were like at school and that's your enduring memory of them but when I think like when if you meet them now they're like completely different people like I've met people who had a really bad time at school and you think man they must just be broken people and they're not they completely got over it they got over school and they're just completely fine and you're yeah. like, wow, I thought you'd be just as sad and fucked up as you were at school. But here you are like a perfectly ordinary person. You're just fine. It's, it's crazy. I think in a way, weird, yeah, yeah it
1: was, uh, there was just one one girl particularly, I think, and it was it was a bit strange because I, I just thought, I, I recognised her and I was like, oh man, because I, I obviously had a crush on her at school and blah, blah, blah for a long time. And it was just, it was so bittersweet and sad, but also nice to see that she's like got a really, is obviously really happy and doing really well. And it was like, it was just strange. It was really a strange thing. Was, Is I guess, she really like,
0: happy though, Lewis? Maybe she'd be happier with you. Maybe you can send her a message yeah, and be like... Yeah, get in there. Looks like you got a bit of a humdrum life there, baby. Why don't you come <laughs> get with me We can <laughs> ride away in the sunset on my chopper, on my mm. motorbike? I'm a single guy. <laughs> I play video games all day. Oh hey, my have you guys have, do? You, have you heard of anybody that you went to school with who's passed away? Yeah, I have and a you few thought of them, that yeah. that was just like it rocked your world a little bit. You're like, fuck, I can't believe that that person is dead. Like, yeah. it's uh, unreal. Yeah, Because it happens, right? Like you've got to probably at least know one person that you went to school with who has now passed away. Yeah, especially there was well, one yeah. kid... As we approach um, our 40s, I guess. like one, probably... one kid killed
2: himself at school, like while we were at school. Whoa, yeah, It's it pretty, pretty dark. But other than that, I think from my year, I, there were a few kids that I assume must have done because no one's heard of them in years, but they could have just sort of disappeared. I now my... see, when I, I've just checked at the teachers at my school now, and this is, so a few of them are children of teachers who were at the school at the time and were students at the school at the time are now teaching at that school, which is quite cool. Oh that's pretty
0: yeah, yeah that's crazy. I thought uh, the obituary for one of my um one of my like sort of primary school teachers passed away, and uh, all the way up until he he passed away. I think he retired a couple of years earlier, but he'd he'd still taught like at my primary school the whole time. he mm. was like just that that's what he did, and then he passed away. He was a pretty nice guy, too. Pretty sad, but, like, yeah. you know, that's life, I guess. I mean, one, one of my friend's sisters died in class. She just, like, had an aneurysm. Oh, my that God. That was it. She, was just, she was just dead, yeah. it's crazy. She was only, like, 16 years old. It was nuts. Well,
2: to, to lighten it, oh, th- there's a teacher at my old school now whose name is Cornelius Swanky. He came back from the grave. That is a hell of a name. Cornelius well, is that, like, Swanky. Was that a deed poll
0: thing? Like, no, you just... there's
2: a thing called Rape My Teachers. Capri Gorbelchuk. That's her name. Capri <laughs> wow. Gorbelchuk. What are you saying? Stop jabbering. These are names. It's a name. Are it's these not names even Deadpool's either.
0: They're just like... Legit names.
2: Three of the teachers there, three of these teachers there were kids at my school when I was there, and now they're teachers there. Mr. Boo. These aren't real names.
0: They can't
1: Mr. Be. Marshiboo.
2: Yeah. Isn't that like a sex name, nickname th- for someone? I don't know. Mr.
0: Marshiboo, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Bring the model of the Eiffel Tower with you. Bring what? that... Bring that slab <laughs> of concrete and, and your bike in here. I'm ready for you, Mr. Varshi <laughs> <Margie-boo. laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Okay. Oh, <wow.
1: laughs> I what? think it's time to put a bookend on this one. Okay. Uh, do we have
2: a bodega this week? We do, yeah,
1: if you'd like it. Okay. It's,
2: uh, I'd like to, first of all, apologize for my Scottish accent in advance of this what? one. No, okay. can we get, before remember, we
0: start the bodega, can Can I get just a consensus or a reading? Yeah. I, I saw Rogue One and liked it. Any thoughts?
2: Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah? yeah. Lewis? Yeah. It, was, it was fine.
0: It was fine. Okay. Yeah.
2: All right. I, I, I enjoyed it. Okay. Bodega. Part 11 Fuck. Varu, you'd better come up here, said Bodega, clicking the intercom off. He sat stiffly in his seat on the bridge of the Disco Volante, drumming his fingers on the chrome tabletop at the captain's station. A door hissed open and Varu stooped to enter, his metallic hands clasping the door jamb Are we nearly there? asked the droid. Yup, said Bodega, indicating the viewport. There it is, Tartania. A vast, tartan sphere filled the screen, its ice caps extending almost to the equator of the world, but the bold, tartan colours of the continent still glared through with menace. Madre de Dios, whispered Varu. Its head grew slightly paler, and Bodega thought he noticed a slight tremor in one of its legs. Okay, bard, let's suit up. If we want to get where we're going in one piece, we better look the part. A few hours later, Bodega and Varu exited the Disco Volante and strolled down the ramp into the spaceport. The bitter wind tore into them and lashing rain stung their faces, but the overwhelming stench of deep-fried food was the real acclimatizer. My lord, said Bodega retching, stay strong, said Varu, clasping Bodega's upper forearm. What? What about the voice chip, remember? No, Last? you said you wanted him back the other way, so I, I, I put know him I back the him other way. I said I wanted him back, but there's no story to explain why he's back. <laughs> 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 don't, you don't need it. You don't need it. Bodega just turned it off. He preferred the old one, all right? Okay. It's just a Good interstitial, enough. okay. Sorry. I like how
1: Sips is like <laughs> leaning back in like a dad armchair.
2: <laughs> hey, hey, shut up a wait, minute, wait! This is wait. how I like to enjoy my <laughs> okay. bodega, Wait, Jeez. you fucked up! You forgot to send his voice chip back! All right, can we continue? Oh my God,
1: do you know how he's getting Larry? He's getting like an untitled fanboy, isn't, isn't he? he? Isn't he's just... like This is like someone in the cinema who's oh. like, Oh, no, 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 that's not, that's not how he stands in the stone Exactly. Like,
2: Alright, so, stay strong, said Varu, clasping Bodega's forearm. Varu's voice chip unit had been replaced by Bodega some weeks before. I'll add Uh, that in. uh, Bodega nodded and puffed out his chest, but the biting cold made him feel tiny and helpless, and he noted that however hard he tried, he shrank and cowered in the face of the brutal climate. What didn't help was that he was wearing nothing more than a t-shirt and a pair of jeans, but a coat was a death sentence on Tartania, and with these wins a hat was impossible. Bodega turned to one of the station hands milling about, drinking a can of Spatial Brew. "Ori," he said, the most friendly and formal greeting possible on this world. "Ori, pal, what's going on?' said the man. "'Looking for a friend of mine. Name a big rab,' said Bodega. "'I will fucking hear these after someone. I didn't care about a big rab, now get to fuck!' said the man. <laughs> His ginger hair and beard frozen solid with ice. Bodega realised he had no idea where big Rabby was, and that nobody on Tartania would ever help. Their culture forbade friendliness of any kind. After meandering around the major cities of Glesgay and then Edinburgh for a few days, Uh Bodega and Varu were exhausted. They'd been in countless fights and had the injuries to show for it. Varu's left arm hung loosely at his side after a pack of wild Neds had cornered him and Bodega and beaten them senseless. The fighting skills of the Tartanians were undisputably the best in the galaxy, but when combined with their daily ration of 15 cans of spatial brew, they also became irascible. Every cab driver, shop worker, and elderly person they'd spoken to had responded with violence, and the two interlopers were so cold they could barely think. Bodega, (laughs) it's hopeless, said Varu. There's one place we haven't tried yet, Parge said Bodega wearily. No, please, Varu begs you, said Varu, looking as anxious as a faceless droid could. We're going to the meanest, roughest place in this sector. We're going Dune the Pub, said Bodega. (sighs) Squinting up and taking one last look the cold star of Tartania, which itself almost seemed to be scowling at them. THE pub, the only one left in Tartania thanks to the world's shattered economy and tendency towards violence. All the others had been burnt to the ground or shut down thanks to the death at 23 due to heart disease of all but a handful of, of Tartanians, making them unsustainable as businesses. But one had persisted, run by the fearsome Mad Donald, So terrifying a combatant was he that even the people of Tartania didn't mess with Mad Donald. The pub was the one place a man like Big Rab could hide out indefinitely from any lawman or assassin. Bodega was neither, but he was something worse in the eyes of the Tartanians, a southerner. There was no south in Tartania. The poles of the planet were aligned in such a way that only north existed. <laughs> Taking a cab into the centre of Glesgue, Bodga and Varu approached uh, Gey, Bodega and Varu approached the pub with intense <laughs> trepidation. <laughs> Be ready to run, hissed Bodega, shivering so badly he felt he might dislocate something. The door to the pub was almost off its hinges, and every window was boarded up. As they entered, the entire place went as quiet as death. Seated on small stools were the biggest, ugliest, meanest collection of pure scum imaginable. No inch of flesh went untattooed. No face held a morsel of kindness. Blood stained the carpet, and teeth were strewn about like party favours. Bodega steeled himself and approached the bar, slapping down his money and making sure to use coins instead of fancy banknotes, which would be seen as an attempt to show off wealth. Ori? (coughs) Two spatial brews, pal, said Bodega. Behind the bar was Mad Don himself. He stared into Bodega's soul for what felt like weeks, but was in fact just 15 minutes. Bodega knew not to move, not to break into a sweat or blink. He must maintain eye contact with Mad Don and show no fear. Mad Don finally moved, slowly pouring the drinks and taking the money, baring his teeth as he did so. Bodega (laughs) was now stuck. If he stayed at the bar, there was every chance one of the other patrons would approach and order a drink of their own, and if a single molecule of that drink was spilled, Bodega and Varu would be torn limb from limb. (laughs) It was too risky (laughs) to stay where they were, but turning back around and facing the stairs of the Tartanian Braves assembled here was a bridge too far, yet they had to find a seat. Too late! Use! Use two bastards of the bar, said a voice behind them. Hold on a minute! I can use! Bodega's blood ran cold. Mustering every bit of strength he had left, he turned towards the speaker. All said Bodega, still the only Tartanian he knew. Dry your eyes, you big fanny, you look like you're gonna piss yourself, said the voice, still emanating from some darkened corner near the back of the pub. A figure approached Bodega, a man so large and heavily bearded, so ginger, that Bodega at first mistook him for a hairy boulder rolling their way. So okay, don, these cunts are with me, said the man, slapping Bodega on the shoulder and draining his pint. Three more bevies, pal, he said to Don, collecting the drinks and heading back to his table. Bodega and Varu trailing after him like ducklings clinging to their mother. So, what's going on? said Rab. Bodega explained the plan and Rab smiled. Would it sort of like the Anti polis he asked. Kinda. We just do shit, adventures and such, make money, help out folks that don't get help from the law," said Bodega, trying to stay on top of the potent brew he was forced to consume at such a rate, he assumed Rab was trying to use the alcohol to preserve his body for medical science. I'm in. Now let's get rambling, you pair of mints and bar bags. After just a handful of bloody skirmishes, they returned to the Disco Volante, (laughs) which was scrawled with graffiti and covered in streaks of human feces. Someone had tried to deep fry one of its wings, but had given up eating it after just a few bites. They climbed aboard, and Bodega breathed a sigh of relief. Varu walked silently past Rab and Bodega and collapsed face first onto the deck of the cargo bay, powering down. Ah, he'll be fine, said Rab, swaying slightly. No, let's get the fuck out of here. Bodega had never been so glad to leave a planet in his life. They had done it. They had survived a trip to Tartania, and they now knew never, ever, ever to return. The end. Oh my god. That was... That, Glorious, that was a good one. That the um the Scottish accent was
0: really good too. Oh
1: god, <laughs> it was so good. There were so many really nice references. So so
0: you're so you're you're creating you're assembling the cast of um Overwatch without realizing it because now so far you've got uh, Bastion on board. Oh, true. You've got Torbjorn now. You've just acquired. But well, uh, he's not Scottish. And uh, and, of, and of course you've got um. Uh, McCree, as well in Bodega. Wait, Torbjorn
2: so. is tiny and not scottish. He's
0: fat and he's ginger bearded and he's got the same accent. So I don't
2: play much Overwatch. I didn't realize it had that kind of effect on me. But I do watch a lot of Overwatch porn, as we found out last week. <laughs> <Yes. laughs>
1: me I think that's what it is. Oh my god, wow, that was so absolutely ne- Next week they
2: could get a big gorilla or something. I don't know, just just thinking off the top of my head here. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> yeah. would
0: that would work. Yeah, nice. Yeah, good good idea.
1: All right, we're going to call it here. Thank you for listening, everyone. We'll see you all next week. Cheers. Until then. Take bye. it easy. Bye. bye. See you later. Bye.